You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. This is your co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full show for you today, so let's get to it. NBA talk, playoff talk, a little bit about the NFL, and we have an interesting trading car scenario for you. But first, Danny, to the NBA where, oh boy, the Brooklyn Nets got swept. Yes, Danny, what does this do to KD's legacy? What does it do to the offseason for the Brooklyn Nets? And ultimately, what's going to happen to the front office? What's going to happen to the team? And just so many questions. Ben Simmons did not play. For whatever reason, it could have been his back. It could have been uh, the uh, mental-related mm-hmm. uh, matters. But nonetheless, Danny, it just seems like we're back at it again with Ben Simmons. He has a full another offseason to deal with this uh, and ultimately to play with the Brooklyn Nets in training camp during during uh, preseason. Mm-hmm. They got some time to get right. But, man, the fact that they got swept by the Boston Celtics and kudos to the Boston Celtics, man, for playing hell of defense against KD. Mm-hmm. Him out before he even gets the ball. But, man, what does this really do to KD's legacy? What say you, Danny? Yeah, congratulations to the Celtics. They're going to be a tough out in these playoffs. Yes. They did. uh, Robert Williams did come back in this series, which was huge for them. That gives them more front court depth and athletic big to protect the rim and play some defense and can score. They will definitely be a tough out. And on the Brooklyn side of things, They were in every game, and I did not see them getting swept, but they just couldn't execute down the stretch in any of those games. They lost all those games in that fourth quarter where if they were down, they came back, or if they were up, they lost the lead. We thought they had enough depth when they made the Sixers, the trade with the Sixers, and they got rid of Harden. And Seth Curry had a decent series. Drummond didn't get to play a lot. They actually went to Blake Griffin in the those final two games, mm-hmm. which gave him a spark. But they have a ton of decisions this offseason, and they have a lot of money tied up in a couple players. Yeah, I don't know with Ben Simmons, man. I'm you wonder if it's if his back was an issue, why even be on the court? If you're sitting in a at an NBA game for how long? Two and a half hours, three hours, and you have yeah, back issues. Man, just go in the back and watch the game. Get treatment. Come on, or man. something. You know, I don't know the extent of how this injury, the depth of this injury, but if it's a back issue and you're sitting in one of those folding chairs for a whole whole on, game, man. man, that's got to bother you. So I don't know, man. And I don't know if it was just the mental thing with him just getting over that to get on the court and maybe he didn't want to get put in that pressure situation 
coming in in a game three or a closeout game, and uh, which ended up being game four. But but Danny, to that point though, why even say then that you're coming back in yes. game four? And if anything else, wouldn't you want to come back in game three? That's the whole thing because there's less pressure in game three, and I you mean, can get you can get those ten minutes in, you know, ease them in. And yeah. you kind of see what you have because if he if he's not there, then they're like, all right, we'll sit you game four. This is not going to work. We'll just go what we have, but at least more or less do a test run to see where you at, where are you at from a condition standpoint, and if you're going to be a hindrance or a help on the court. But we didn't get to see it. We sure didn't. We and sure didn't. Now the Nets have a lot of decisions to make this offseason from like you mentioned what are they gonna do with the mm-hmm. coach are they gonna keep mm-hmm. nash mm-hmm. and let nash go um a lot of people gotta be under a hot seat based on what they were ex- the expectations were with this team two years ago to where they are now yeah most definitely this is just um odd times i think they have this a lot more questions than the answers and mm-hmm. what doesn't help with our comments that Kyrie uh, made after uh, the series and everything about possibly helping management with the team. I'm like, man, at this point in time, you need to just kind of look at what you can do to make the team better and leave all the management work to uh, executives and such. So they have a lot more questions than answers at this point in time, in my opinion, Danny. And Katie is not getting any younger. KD just looks spent, man. KD played 47 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's been playing a whole lot of minutes, man. Went 13 for 31 from the field, 3 for 11 from three-point. Had 39 on him. He, you know, went out, you know, gunning. But uh, this wasn't enough. 116-112 to end the series uh, in Boston's favor. Uh, Andre Drummond, to your earlier point, for, played four minutes. They actually played uh, Claxton a whole lot more, played them 23 minutes. Uh, and they went small ball where they had, you know, Patty Mills, Dragic on there. And they were actually, you know, doing pretty well, getting rebounds and everything. Uh, and like to your point, Blake Griffin did play, but they just have a whole lot more questions, man, with this roster uh, and, and all. So who knows what's going to happen in the offseason. Um, but it's an off season nonetheless for them. So they will, I mean, either going to Cancun, going, going fishing, whatever. Yep. They're right in the same boat. They're in the same boat as the Lakers. The Lakers are in the (laughs) same exact boat. You have key stars on the team making a lot of money and you're trying to build around that. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Well, this brings up an interesting question though, too, Danny, about the culture of, the teams right Mm -hmm. so you have the boston celtics who for the most part drafted a lot of their players developed the culture that boston culture and look at where they are right now uh minus Kyrie now Mm -hmm. maybe Kyrie just didn't fit into the boston uh drafted players culture yep uh so that's this interesting you know you also look at even from a lakers standpoint I mean, Lakers always, always has gotten free agents. 
but there's mm-hmm. always always also been some individuals that's been drafted in the Lakers. It's my homegrown. So I think this speaks to the ultimate culture, what kind of team the uh, Brooklyn Nets really want. Um, I mean, a whole lot of questions there. And Danny, I mean, there's so much happening in the NBA with these playoffs. I mean, you have the Raptors winning 103-88 in Philadelphia. Uh, and where now the series is 3-2 going back to Toronto. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are up. They beat the Utah Jazz. They smashed the Utah Jazz <laughs> 102 to 77 in Dallas. Uh, and so now they go back to Utah for game number six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas leads that series three games to two. And then you have our Milwaukee Bucks actually playing tonight, man, trying to wrap this series up uh, against the Bulls. Um, as of right now, looks like Levine is out due to uh, safe and hip. He- safety and health protocol. Um, you have Caruso out due to a uh, concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on tonight, you have the likes of the Warriors and Nuggets going for it and where the Warriors lead that series three games to one. Man, this a whole lot happening, Danny. Whole lot happening, man. And then you had the likes of uh, the Grizzlies. Come on, man. Come on, Ja Morant. Just going ahead and with a last second layup winning the game that came after Edwards tying the game on a three pointer corner three at that man, that was an awesome game. That series has been great. Um, the Miami Heat closing out the Atlanta Hawks 97 mm-hmm. 94 uh, on last evening. And then finally, uh, the Phoenix Suns of a 112-97 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans, where now the Phoenix Suns lead that series three games to two, is going back to uh, New Orleans. Uh, So there's a whole lot happening, man. Uh, I'm anxious about this Memphis Grizzlies-Timberwolves game, man. Uh, That's coming up. But, man, these Milwaukee Bucks got to go ahead and close it out. Because that Bucks Celtics series, I believe, is going to go seven games. Mm-hmm. I believe Middleton is going to come back in the middle of that series. But man, I tell you, the Bucks are going to have to win uh, a game or two here um, to keep it close uh, for this series. What say you, Danny? Jason, a couple items here. Uh, first, I'm going to start with my T Wolves. <laughs> tricking that game off last night (laughs) so once again minnesota had a big lead Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and evaporated in the fourth quarter where they were up 13 in the fourth quarter last night big play in the game a couple big plays one was pat bev fouled out but then towards the end of the game there was a, a play where pat bev they stole the ball and it was going out of bounds, and John Morant pushed him out. You saw it right? It was right in front of the referee. They didn't mm-hmm. call it. And then Memphis went ahead and hit a three-pointer, which pulled them within a couple points. But that breakdown on defense and that last play with John Morant, knowing he's getting the ball, <laughs> Minnesota, what are you doing? What you doing, man? <laughs> there was no help. None. Zero. There was no one. <laughs> 
at least camping in the lane to at least John, you knew John Moran was, I don't know what Anthony Edwards was thinking to try to steal the ball like he did to open that up where John Moran got a straight, you know, drive to the basket for the game winning layup, mm-hmm. but there was no help. I didn't understand that defensive game plan and Minnesota, if they lose this series, they've got to be kicking themselves. They've had opportunities to win this series, man. And they, they, you know what they, who do they remind me of? My Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Can't close the dang game. You got, you have big leads and you just blow it. And it, I'm like, it's so frustrating watching them because they have the talent to go to the second round and beat Memphis, but we'll see what they do in Minnesota. Uh, in game six, but yeah. that series has been off the hook. It has been it really. Yeah, has I've been, been glued to that series the whole time because uh, it's up and down and had some great ebbs and flows. And yeah. Edwards, Edwards has proven that he is a star in the making. Um, and Dahl, man, he had 22 points uh, for this particular game. But man, again, he did have that game tying three pointer in the corner. Yep. Uh, at 109. Um, and then John Morant did his thing, man. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what they do in Minnesota, Danny. Yep. And then a couple of these other ones real quick. Mm-hmm. Miami took care of business against the Hawks. Um, down Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. So something to watch from a Miami perspective, how if those injuries will persist into the second round or if they're able to play through that. Miami Heat, Victor mm-hmm. Oladipo coming off injury and making big contributions here. I mean, he had 23 mm-hmm. last night. So that's another piece for them to really utilize um, whether whether they're coming, he's coming off the bench or what have you. So Miami's going to be a tough out as well. This is going to be interesting um, the rest of the way in the semis and the conference finals. Totally agree. And Golden State better wrap this series tonight at home. I thought they were going to do it Sunday because with their veterans, you want them to get some rest. Mm -hmm. And you can't mess around with Denver. Denver's had them in a lot of these games, and then they went on these crazy runs. Golden State needs to go ahead and wrap this so they can get some rest ahead of that Mm -hmm. Memphis-Minnesota winner. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's going to be an up and down series again. Last but not least, in the other series, I know you hit on, but the Sixers. <laughs> and report today that Doc Rivers was snapping about the Sixers blowing leads. Toronto. Hey, it's a sign, a sign of things to come. I, I, I actually predicted Toronto to win this series. Yes, you did. Uh, it's unfortunate that Van Vliet is hurt uh, and everything mm-hmm. to provide a little bit more help, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the point guard position. But, man, the reason why I picked the Toronto Raptors to win is because just their flexibility and height and how agile they are. Mm-hmm. You can switch off on anything. They can really uh, get up on you in, in terms of def- defense. And so – I just didn't think that James Harden would really have a great series, quite honestly, because of the length that Toronto has and have been proven right so far. 
uh, and B's hurt with the with with the injury there to the hand. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. But boy, for Doc Rivers to be snapping, that means it's been in his head. There's some pressure. It's some pressure right now. Yep. It's some pressure. So I think honestly, man, I think Toronto gonna win this game in oh, Toronto. Man. <laughs> Man, for Doc's I think, sake, man, I'm, I'm pulling for Doc, man. I don't want to see him go through this. Hey, man. That brother going to be sweating. Hey. So we don't want to see Doc go hey, through Hey, we going to see Doc do some hellified coaching or try to coach Yep. in this game. You won't see him doing a whole lot more. I can see him probably getting a text some way, somehow, mm-hmm. just to elevate the uh, whole uh, team. But, man, I believe Toronto's going to win this game, man. See you tomorrow night. <laughs> and now, Danny, on to the NFL, where the NFL is having their uh, draft in Las Vegas that will begin on Thursday evening with just the first round. Mm-hmm. And let me just say this, Danny, about the Green Bay Packers real quickly. Yep. Green Bay, you have two first-round picks. Now, there's rumors there about Gunnikas actually trading these picks. There's rumors that they're going to wait to get a receiver uh, on the second day. What are we talking about? So you have not one but two picks in the first round, and you're not going to get a receiver in the first round? Mm-hmm. I just don't I don't understand, man. I really don't understand. We have gone defense for so long whether it's been in the secondary, whether it's been, you know, at the linebacker position. I mean, we've done defense so many. It's time to do something different. You can still do defense, but you know what? You got another pick to get some offense. Yep. You can get a true number one receiver in this draft and pay that receiver on a rookie scale contract for three to four years. What's the problem with that? I don't get it. Uh, and so we'll see what happens in the draft, Danny. We'll see what happens. But I tell you, uh, Packers are under some pressure, man. Good and cuss, we'll see what you're going to do. But I'm just not confident at all in the draft strategies. What say you, Danny? Jason, from a Falcon standpoint, we have pick number eight. And we have two second-round picks, two third-round picks. Obviously, we need a quarterback. We need a lot on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. And it wouldn't hurt to have offensive line help, too, because, you know, when Matt Ryan was there, he was running for his life every game. So they have a lot of holes. And from my perspective, with this pick, do not go – the quarterback class is not strong. And you have someone in Mariota that can bridge that gap until next year where there's the, the quarterback class is way stronger. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be playing, you know, we're going to be possibly, you know, at the bottom of the division or conference, why not just either trade back and amass more picks for like mm-hmm. the second and third round? And because they have a lot of cap issues as well. So just amass more picks and do it that way, unless there's someone that just stands out at that eight pick. But I hope they don't use it on quarterback in this draft. 
because I just don't see the talent there from someone that's, you know, it wasn't like a Trevor Lawrence or a Trey Lance or mm-hmm. Justin Fields type name that could definitely, you can get them ready and then in a couple of years they'll be ready to roll. But I'm very curious what they do, but I'm hoping they trade back or they get one of these. They need, they need defensive line help more than anything. They'll have some decisions to make, but I will not be mad at them if they trade back and mass more picks and just start rebuilding this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Danny, and just to go a little bit further on the Packers, the Packers have, have the 22nd and 28th pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. That 22nd pick is actually a pick from the trade that they acquired from the Las Vegas Raiders when they traded for um, Devontae Adams. Yep. Here's my point, man. You got a first round pick for a receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just go ahead and use it for another receiver? At a discount. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, so uh, the Packers also have the 53rd and 59th pick. That mm-hmm. 53rd pick is also uh, acquired from the trade with Devontae Adams um, from the Las Vegas Raiders. So, just some significant opportunities here. If you ask me the question, would I be satisfied if the Packers were to make a trade, excuse me, if they were to draft a wide receiver in a second round, would I be satisfied? No. An emphatic no, I would not be satisfied because I'm tired of this hat, you know, this waiting for a receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get, granted, yeah, you can get, receivers in any round yep. we've gotten some good quality receivers over the past in any round but man isn't it time just for a first round receiver i mean try something different why not mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens and now danny we have an interesting trading car scenario who we got with our boy Debo samuel in the news of possibly being traded or requesting a trade or whatever the rumor is, it keeps going back and forth with him. Uh, our trading car scenario tonight is Debo Samuel's 2019 Panini Prism rookie card for Anquan Bolden's 2003 Upper Deck rookie card. Couple quick bios. Debo Samuel was the 36th pick in the 2019 draft out of South Carolina by the 49ers. Uh, one-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro, currently at 167 receptions, 2,600 receiving yards, 10 touchdowns receiving. Anquan Bolden was the 54th pick out of Florida State in the 2003 draft by the Arizona Cardinals. He's a three-time pro, he was a three-time Pro Bowler, uh, Rookie of the Year, one Super Bowl, uh, has 1,076 receiving uh, receptions. 13,779 yards receiving over his career, 82 touchdowns. Jason, who do you want in your portfolio? Danny, I'm still going back and forth on this, man. This has been one of those where I have just been racking my brain around, man. Let me just say that Quan Bolden started off as a uh, a thousand plus yard receiver, but look at where he went to. He went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where Arizona had more of a uh, high potent offense, if you will. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it speaks volumes to his career in Arizona. 1,377 yards to start off with. He dropped down to 623. Must have been an injury there. Yep. Um, but then went back up to 1,402 yards. 1203, 853, 1038, 1024. That's his time in Arizona, man. I mean, he was a quality receiver. Uh, and then he went to uh, a little bit more of a pedestrian offense, offensive team in that of Baltimore. Uh, 837, 887, 921 yards. So uh, less than a thousand yards all throughout his time in Baltimore. Then, of course, uh, with San Francisco, uh, 1,179 yards, uh, 1,062 yards. Here's my point, Danny. He's been consistent, and he is recognized as a Walter Payton Award winner. Uh, That's a whole lot, man. Not only that, he was an offensive rookie of the year, like you mentioned, and three-time Pro Bowler. This is a hard one, Danny, because as I look at Debo Samuel, I'm like, man, he has potential to be in that league, in that category. Yeah. Now, he started off, Debo, that is, uh, with 802 yards in, in, in receiving and then dropped down to 391 yards in receiving. Uh, but the thing is, his rushing yards, especially this past year, um, was at 365. And receiving that 1405. So dual threat, if you will. So Danny, this was a tough one. Uh, and I see why Debo wants to get his money, but he's still in the contract, man. In my portfolio, I'm going to go with Anquan Bolden. I have to go with Anquan Bolden, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he came in and he was a thousand plus yard receiver. Um, and who can argue with over 13,000 yards receiving and who can argue, uh, that you're a, a, a Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. you're a Walter Payton, uh, award winner, you're offensive rookie of the year, three-time pro bowler. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on and oh, by the way, I, I can see him being up for hall of fame worthy conversations. So I'm going to have to go for Anquan Bolden with this in my portfolio. Who you got, Danny? Jason, yeah, I agree. This one was a tough one to choose. Uh, looking at from a Debo Samuel standpoint, like you mentioned, dual threat. Uh, Debo's kind of coming to his own now. Mm-hmm. So when he initially came out and played with San Fran, he was kind of figuring out his role. And he's a tough player. And he's he's had some injuries already that kept him off the field. And I think that's part of – it kind of reminds me of George Kittle in a way mm-hmm. where they're, they don't quit on the play, and that's where usually something bad happens. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of going down, you you trying to get – you know, and they're fighting for yards, but – and they're taking some nasty hits. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, depending on how this all plays out with – what's currently going on with him where he's saying he doesn't want to do the running back role could definitely impact his trajectory because that dual threat, man, those jet sweeps and 
he just he's a weapon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't he's a good receiver. I'm not saying he's he's bad. He's a, definitely a good receiver, but that dual threat makes him who he is and how he trucks over people. There's a reason they call him Debo for all my Friday fans. <laughs> uh, from Anquan Bolden's perspective, another tough dude, man. And that was one of the reasons we picked this scenario is because if you remember Anquan Bolden played with a broken jaw back in the day. Mm-hmm. And he was another one that was trucking cats. Yeah. And you did not want to tackle him. He mm-hmm. had the benefit from an offensive standpoint to play with Kurt Warner mm-hmm. and Carson Palmer. And he ended up getting a Super Bowl and he wasn't part of some great systems. So that's one thing I look at Debo. They run the ball a lot more in San Fran versus when uh, Anquan was in San or in Arizona. They're throwing the ball all the time. So obviously his numbers reflect that, Mm -hmm. but overall, man, if I'm looking at this from a receiver only standpoint, I'm taking Anquan Bolden's card. I think he has a lot more at this point in time. Mm -hmm. If you look at his career and his off the field, what he does off the field from a social justice perspective and all these other initiatives he's a part of, Mm -hmm. uh, he has a lot going on there. And from a Debo Samuel standpoint, Seeing how these next couple of years go down, this is something we may have to revisit to see where he ends up. But I know Debo has had a, has had issues staying on the field. So with that, I'm going to go with Anquan Bolden's car. There you have it. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.